you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. This morning I begin to speak to us on a subject. I will lay the foundations for it today. And I'll conclude it hopefully next Sunday. My subject is a single word. And that is separated. Help me look at your neighbor and just say to them, separated. Find someone else and say to them, separated. And then say to yourself, I am separated. I want to spend this morning, like I said, and next Sunday, to help us see as a people of God that we are a separated people. To help us understand that we must know that. We must understand it, understand how it works, understand what it means that we're separated people. And it is when we understand that, that we can constantly, and that is really where we're going with this, we can constantly enforce the dividing line. When I speak about separated this morning, I'm speaking about the fact that God always, and we will see it in scriptures, God always draws a dividing line between his people and the rest of the world. That's what God always does. And that dividing line, Satan is always, listen, Satan is always trying to reach over that dividing line and pull you and I to the other side. So it is my job, it is your job to enforce the dividing line. To say, no, there is a separation and we will keep that separating line. So, there are three steps I want to take. I'll take two of them today. And then the last one I'll take next Sunday. The first step is to, one, write, write this in your notes if you're writing. It will help you to see where we are in our journey. The first step we want to take is to understand our actual citizenship. To understand our actual citizenship. I'll read one or two scriptures to help us establish of which nation, of which country am I actually a citizen of. The second thing that I'll do this morning is to then help us to appreciate the principle of separation in scriptures. We will use about three examples to establish that very concept, the principle of separation in scriptures. If we succeed to do those things properly, the next Sunday we will be ready to begin to look at the outcomes. What are the results of separation? Let me say it again so that everybody understands what we're trying to do. The first thing we will do is to say, what really is my citizenship? Understand that as a child of God, what actually, what's my actual citizenship? One or two scriptures will help us do that. Then we'll look through the Bible and we'll see how God over the years has had this principle, this habit, if you like, of separating people. We'll see examples of that and then we'll come back and we'll understand the results of it. When we finish next Sunday, I will then ask every one of us to begin to pray one prayer. And that is going to be God... Anything in my life 
that looks like what should be happening on the other side of the line. I begin to refuse it. Now we have the basis for refusing them. Refuse them in our families. We refuse them in our, in our children. We refuse them in our businesses. We refuse them in our physical body. We refuse them in our church because now we understand God draws a line. So let's begin our journey on our citizenship. I don't want to be in a hurry. I want to just read a few scriptures, teach it, make sure everybody understands it, lay the foundation, and come back next week. Ephesians 3. We're looking now at our citizenship. Ephesians chapter 3. Everybody turn your Bibles there. And let's go read in it. Ephesians chapter 3 and in verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. I'm going to wait. I'm going to let you find it. Ephesians chapter 3. Did you find it? Very good. So I'm reading in the King James Bible, Ephesians chapter 3. Remember, I want to teach. I want to make sure everybody understands what I'm teaching. I want to make sure you get it. I don't want to just say something for the sake of saying it. I want to make sure you see it. So Ephesians 3 verse 20, the Bible says, For our conversation, our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're reading from the King James, it reads like I just read it, where it says that our conversation. But of course, the word conversation there, in that verse, is actually not talking about you and I having a conversation and talking to each other. The word conversation there is from a Greek word that is actually a political word. That, the, the, the Greek word that is translated into, into conversation in verse 20 of, of Philippians 3 is actually the word politeuma. Now, that's not important, but just to help us see. And what does that word mean? Like I said, it's a political word. It actually means our citizenship. Our citizenship. So the word, when it says there in Ephesians 3 verse 20, that our conversation is in heaven, the actual meaning of it is that our citizenship is where? Talk to me, everybody. Our citizenship is where? You are a citizen, citizen of which country? Ah, I'm not hearing everybody. I said you are a citizen of which country? I, I know that many of us find that difficult to believe because you think you're a citizen of somewhere based on the color of your passport. I, <clears throat> I know sometimes when, I, when I'm traveling and I, particularly if, if it's when I'm on a journey back home to Nigeria, and you get to the airport, there's something I observe many times. There are many people, the color of our passports, of, those of you that are Nigerians will know this, is a green passport. But then there are a few people who are actually Nigerians, but they've been able to, by one means or the other, by hook or by crook or whatever way, they've been able to acquire for themselves um, passports of other countries. One thing I watch and I notice is those people, they have an air about them. Particularly when, say, all of us are lined up, we're boarding a plane, and we're flying to Lagos, and most of the people have a green passport in their hand, you will see these people that have um, the burgundy of the EU or maybe a blue American passport or something, they, they carry it in a way, and the rest of us with Nigerian passport, you just put it in your pocket until the last moment when they say bring it out and all of that. And it's because people have this, this air about them, I belong to somewhere else, and all of that. But I want to show us this morning, really, if I'm a child of God, my citizenship is not of here. 
That, that's something that it takes God to teach into our hearts. I'm not, I'm not a Ghanaian or Surialonian or Nigerian or German or British or any of those things. None of those things define us. The real thing that defines you as a child of God, listen to this scripture this morning, Philippians 3 verse 20. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven. Somebody said with me this morning, my citizenship is in heaven. Let me read this verse to you, Philippians 3 verse 20 from the easy to read version. I love the way it puts it. It says, the government that rules us is in heaven. It says, the government that rules us so the world may try to define you one way or the other. They might try to define you by the color of the passport that you carry. But I tell you this morning, the passport that we carry is this that says to us, my citizenship is in heaven. The rules that govern my life are the heavenly rules. The, the happenings that, that, that determine what goes on or does not go on, go on in my life depend on where I came from. I am from heaven. Now that might sound very far-fetched. But I trust that God in these verses that I'm reading to us this morning will help you to just see it. Really, my citizenship is from heaven. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, let's go and read. We just read in Philippians 3 verse 20, where the Bible very clearly, without any argument, says to us, the government that rules us, our citizenship, that word there, politeuma, a political word is what it is, when God looks at you and says, where do you come from? God does not call you anything else. He calls you a citizen of heaven. That's what he calls you. Ephesians chapter 2, let's read three verses there. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm trying this morning in scriptures to establish for us your citizenship. Establishing your spirit. Get you to a point where you know it. My citizenship, my conversation is in heaven. Ephesians chapter 2, did you find it in your Bible? From verse 12, let's read this morning. It says that at that time, that was, is describing in verse 12, the time before we, we gave our lives to Jesus. It says there was that time when we were without Christ. Is there anybody without Christ in church this morning? Anybody without Christ, raise your hand. Okay, everybody's awake. It says that at that time, we were yet without Christ, we were aliens from what? We were aliens from what, people? The commonwealth. That's what the Bible calls the commonwealth of Israel. That it's, it's, it's the nationhood of Israel. It says there was a time when we were without Christ. At that time, we were aliens from the commonwealth. You know what they call the foreign office? It's the alien's office. If you, if, if you are not born a German, you are an alien in this country. That's what you are. You are a pilgrim. You are a, you are a sojourner. You are, you are an alien. So he said there was a time when we were without Christ and we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and we were strangers. Because we were not part of the commonwealth, it meant that we were strangers from the covenants of promise. Because of that, we had no hope and we were without God in this world. Verse 13, I love the way verse 13 begins. It says, but now. Everybody says with me, but now. But now. Say one more time with me, but now. But now. Th that's the point I'm trying to make us see. There was a time when we were without Christ. At that time, listen to the scriptures, we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers from the covenants of promise. We were without hope. We were without God. We were on the other side. 
But now, in Christ Jesus, you, is this talking to you this morning? It says, in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off, you are now made nigh by the blood of Jesus. Now, listen to verse, verse, verse 19. Jump to verse 19. Jump to verse 19. We're still in the same chapter. Jump to verse 19. It says, now therefore, now that we're in Christ, we are no more strangers and foreigners, but we are what? Uh, talk to me, everybody, please. We are what are we now? We're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Do you see it this morning? The Bible says to us, we read in Philippians 3 verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven. We're reading here in Ephesians chapter 2. I want to make sure you understand it. You see it. Nobody can take it away from you. The Bible says now... We are no longer strangers, we are no longer foreigners, but we are fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. Remember the scripture, I think, a couple of weeks ago we read in Ephesians 3, where the Bible speaking about God, say, says about God that he is the father of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, the same family. The Bible says to us here, Ephesians 2 verse 19, it says we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Where is your citizenship, my friend? Let me ask it again. Where is your citizenship? I'll ask it a third time. Where is your citizenship, my friend? I'm from heaven. If we can establish that, it helps us. So you, you begin to ask yourself, so if our citizenship is in heaven, so why, why are we here? The simple answer to that is this, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. It says, but now, but now then, we are ambassadors of Christ here on earth. You know, the fact that the Bible calls us the ambassadors of heaven is actually our first indication that we are citizens of heaven. Does everyone understand what I mean by that? So, will they appoint me the German ambassador to Nigeria? Talk to me. Why not? I'm a Nigerian. Why wouldn't they appoint me German ambassador to Nigeria? Why? Because to be appointed to do that, I have to be German. Then I go to somewhere else to be the ambassador of my own country. When I am in that place representing my own country, do you actually understand that when I live at the, say, the embassy of a country, the laws of my home country apply inside that embassy, not the laws of the host country. We all know that, don't we? Look, that is something that if we understood properly, the Bible says you and I, we are ambassadors of Jesus, meaning we can only be citizens of heaven. We are ambassadors of Jesus here on earth. But while we are here as ambassadors, we don't lose our citizenship. The laws that apply to us are the laws of our home country. Mm. If, you, if, you, if you really understand some of these things I'm saying this morning, next week when we begin to look at, so what should be the result? What's the outcome of this separation, this citizenship we're talking about? It, 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 it will change your life if you understand it. I'm asking God to teach me properly, to help me to begin to think right, to renew my mind, to renew my mind. That I'm not thinking um, of my citizenship in terms of the color of my travel document. 
that I'm thinking of my citizenship in, in terms of the Holy Ghost that lives inside me. I gave my life to Jesus. The Bible says there was a time when we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. There now comes a time, but now in Christ Jesus, we become fellow citizens. Fellow citizens. Come on, fellow citizens. I said fellow citizens. <laughs> fellow citizens, my friends. <laughs> if you understand that, you rejoice in your spirit. Fellow citizens of the commonwealth of Israel, of the household of God. Our salvation, our bloodline changes. Our bloodline changes. You know, there are people that <coughs> they teach about all this. I'm sure you've heard it before. Um, ancestral causes. And uh, people go and they start tracing their family background and say, um, your great, 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 great grandfather was a, was, a, was a bad man and he did some bad things. And those bad things are the reason why you are, you are, you are now struggling. And, and people preach all of that and people begin to say, oh God, deliver me from that and let my, grand, my great grandfather sin, not be disturbing. And there are people that come to a church like this and hear the word of God every day and they still fall prey to some of those kind of things. If it is true, now, what your great-great-grandfather did um, 200 years ago, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, is the one that is making you not make headway in life right now, that the blood of Jesus has not done anything. Has not done anything. When the Bible tells us that when we are now in Christ, we have been, the Bible says we have now been made nigh by the blood of Jesus. I tell you something, when you give your life to Jesus, your bloodline changes. Next week, when I begin to speak about the impact of this upon your health, you begin to see, you know, people say things like, if you go to the doctor, they will ask you, is there history of this in your family? Is there history of that in your family? Uh, generally, because we, we have to feel those things. So you say, uh, this happened to my father, this happened to my mother, and they told me that my grandfather died of this and all of that. And then the doctors begin to infer from that and say, um, actually, it means you also have to be careful about this. You have to be careful about that. When we begin to understand what I'm talking about this morning, when they say, is there history of this in your family? Actually, no. Actually, no, because my bloodline is the bloodline of Jesus. I'm not trying to sound um, crazy, even though I know it's crazy, but I'm trying to teach us the scriptures this morning. The Bible says we have been brought nigh by the blood of Jesus. This is our new citizenship. This is, our, this is now the side of the divide where we are. And for many years... Christians, we become Christians and we're, we're dancing around. Sometimes we step on the other side, we play with that a little bit, then we come to this side. But the Bible says there was a time when we were aliens. Now, but it says, but now we have been made fellow citizens of the kingdom of God. When you give your life to Christ, my friends, your bloodline changes. We only stay here as ambassadors to make sure. And the purpose of an ambassador in this sense really is to ensure that we keep on bringing as many more people to cross over to our side. Not so that we can be playing and crossing over to the other side. Everybody say with me, I'm separated. Are you understanding something this morning? Let me step forward a little bit and then look at examples in scriptures about this, this concept of God doing separation. I, I saw in scriptures, and you can see very clearly, that God always, it's, it's, it's the habit with God, when he wants to bless many times, he will separate people. He will separate people from the crowd, and then he will begin to deal with them. He will separate them. A couple of statements I'll make, first of all, and I'll look at three examples. As, I, as, I, as I'm walking, and I believe the Holy Spirit is also helping me to walk on your spirit, and you're beginning to see yourself, you're stepping out of the crowd, and you're seeing yourself different. 
Because the way you see yourself really matters a lot. I think I've told you this story before, a few years ago, many years now already. A friend of mine was, told me this story. He said he was walking the streets of London, and he passed by a playground, and there were a number of children that were playing boys. They were playing, and most of them were Caucasian boys, but one of them was a black boy. But he was playing in the team with his friends and all that. And as he passed by, as this friend of mine, who is also black, was passing by, the black boy among his Caucasian friends then began to say, hey, black man, black man, black man, black man. So uh, this friend of mine, he said, he said, he looked at him and said, I feel sorry for you. You don't know. You, you, you don't know yourself. Because you have been so long, in this, you, you, you've forgotten, you don't know that your father is a black man. <laughs> So what I'm saying there is you don't really know how to begin to deal with yourself until you understand yourself properly. That's what I'm trying to make us see this morning. That when you begin to see yourself, you go, ah, no, that, that should, that, no, don't bring that to my house. I, 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 I will not have that because I understand where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from. God has always been in the habit of separating people unto himself. He's always been in the habit of separating people unto himself. He, 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 he then, when he has separated people unto himself, he then begins to see everything through the separation lines. When he's dealing with those people, he only sees them. He doesn't see them in the crowd. We will see that in the examples we'll use today. He, he, what God does, he will separate a people, separate a person. From then on, he only sees that person within the lines of separation. He doesn't see that person anymore as just one of the crowd. He does not deal with the person anymore as one of the crowd. The problem many times is that person now needs to begin to see himself as separated. The reason I'm preaching this this morning and I'm sweating here this morning is to make you begin to see yourself like God sees you. He sees you separated. You need to begin to see yourself separated. Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to Pastor Mo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.